I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. Welcome to Remember the Game, episode 3. This week, my buddy Mark McHugh and I will be remembering A Legend of Zelda Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo. Uh, For my money, this is the best Zelda game of all time. Breath of the Wild, I know, is really good. It's a 1A, 1B, 1C thing with Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds. But for what it's worth, I love this video game. I'm not going to break it down in the intro like uh, i have the last couple of weeks i'm gonna wait and get to the conversation with mark but needless to say i had to have a box of kleenexes beside me while i recorded this episode because you yeah that's uh an adult reference that i'm not gonna get any more graphically into because I, I don't know if graphically is a word i just all right i've ruined the intro you guys thank you so much for listening and i'm gonna get to the conversation with mark right away about link to the past uh, quick note, thank you so much for the feedback and the positive reviews the first couple of weeks. If you're enjoying this podcast, I implore you to subscribe to it on iTunes or Podbean. I'm also posting them on YouTube now. You can find them anywhere by searching Remember the Game. And a subscribe, uh, a subscribe, a subscription and a positive review would really mean a lot to me. I'd appreciate it very much. We have some great episodes coming up with uh, Ocarina of Time, Mega Man 2, Super Mario Kart, there's all kinds of games. So many people have reached out and asked to be on the show, so there's no lack of episodes. Uh, and it's been a great excuse for me to go back and play old video games again. So fucking, I'm so happy this uh, this podcast is off the ground. Uh, that's enough gushing from me, you guys. Here we go, Mark and I talking Link to the Past, uh, the greatest Zelda game ever made. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Uh, okay, so now I should have started it 30 seconds ago <laughs> when you were going on that rant, but I suck at podcasting. Um, so today we are going to talk Link to the Past. And as you just said, it is what, it's, it's one of the greatest video games of all time. I can think of like maybe two or three games that I think are better than it. Yeah. Maybe like Chrono Trigger, maybe Breath of the Wild. But like for me, this is one of the best games ever made. And it's yeah. hard. Like simply because it is aged so spectacularly. Like there are totally people that are like, oh, gaming got like so much worse once it got into the 3D realm. And I'm totally not that guy. Right. But this game was the absolute pinnacle of two-dimensional gaming, I feel. Yeah, I would, I mean, uh, certainly as far as Zelda, like, I agree with you. Like, I've always liked Mario better than Zelda. Always. Like, I'm, and I'm always going to. I just like those games better. But that said, like, Link to the Past is, uh, I can't think of another game that, like, I just, like, I know every secret. I know every little trick. You know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. I have it all memorized. I could probably draw that map right now on a sheet of paper. And I and I still never get bored of just walking around that map. Even though I know exactly where I have to go to get fucking flippers or a bottle or a heart piece. or I don't care. I'm like, I'll fucking do it again. And I'll do it again and again and again and again and never get bored of it. But do you remember the first time you played it? Just that sense, I, like that unoverwhelming sense of mystery that the game yeah, has. Because yeah. like a lot of people say that about the original NES one. They were like, it was just this unreal thing. Now, I, cause you, now correct me if I'm wrong, but Super Nintendo's where you started, right? Super Nintendo's where I started. I went back and I played the original. Right. And I played Zelda 2. And okay. you know what? Those are good games. They are good but, games. And I can see, like, why the first Zelda was so successful was why Link to the Past was so immensely successful. Yeah. Is it had that, like, it had those little secrets that kids would find, and then they would talk about it on the playground with their friends. Yeah, you could go to, yeah, yeah, the next day. Because, like, yeah, I never played the original Nintendo one still well after as well. Mm -hmm. This was my first Zelda game, and I never owned it. My buddy had it, and I remember borrowing it from my friend. And, like, and, and, like, so right away, you're in, like, you remember you're in the house, and then... I don't even know. Is that guy your dad? That fat guy that like leaves with the sword? Did they no, ever it's say? your uncle. Oh, it's your uncle. Yeah. Okay, so he leaves, and then you go follow him, and you get the sword, and then you save Zelda and get out of the castle, right? And then I like like this was the moment where I was like, wow! And it was it was after you get out of like the sanctuary because remember you sneak Zelda through like the underground tower t- tunnels mm-hmm. and get her out of that castle, and you come out of the sanctuary, and then I remember opening the map, and like and you when you first open the map, it just shows you like the zoomed in area of where you are. And then you hit it again, and then it's like, and then you can see everything. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And the three uh, amulets are like flashing in the three places that you have to go to get the three of them. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's right away, but pretty quick. And like I, after you go talk to the guy, like yeah. I, to this day, I do not know what that character's name is. Saha Sharala or the, something yeah, like that. Yeah, the old bald guy, yeah. the vulture, the guy that looks like the vulture. And then, yeah, like once those once those three amulets light up on that map, and you're like, I can go anywhere, and you can't quite go anywhere right away. But like, you have this sense of like, oh, I have stuff to do now. Blew me away. I'd never played a game like that before. It always been like like the closest thing I'd had to to something like that was like Mario World, where you have a map, but you have paths, and you go into levels. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like it like it would be like if Super Mario World didn't have little dots you click on to play a level. It's like every level was just built into this huge map. And and I was like, yeah, like just I, I remember just spending days like just walking around that map, like before I even went to get like before I even started with like, I need to like going after the amulets or whatever they were called, just walking around and just being like, wow, like look at this and the like it was just it felt so big. Like what Link to the Past I feel does so well is its overworld. Like it does mm-hmm. its overworld better than almost any other Zelda game 
at the very least until Breath of the Wild. I didn't agree because that. because there were so many like every corner had like there was like a new waterfall that like you would find yeah. or like there'd be a cave or like a crack in a wall you didn't see and yeah. it's like oh I have to blow that up. And in fact, you don't like not only is it encouraged that you do that, you absolutely have to do that to beat this game yeah, because yeah. if you get to that turtle rock boss and you don't have the ice rod. That's right. You're so out of luck. That's and right. And there's no, like they never tell you. By the way, there's an ice rod somewhere. You're gonna need that for yeah. this town. You just have to have explored enough to have found this thing. Yeah, it drove me crazy because like you would bring up the item selection screen. Excuse me, and it had like 20 spots or 24. I don't remember exactly how many items it was, but it was it was so like literally, dude. After you had three or four items, it became so apparent. There was a spot for every item, and that whole grid would be full when mm-hmm. you had all the items. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and remember here's the thing that like so many of those like key items were so well hidden, and yeah. like even like I usually don't get the cape when I play through it. Okay, and it's one of those like, but it's such a useful item, and it, same absolutely. with like the cane that like makes you invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the coolest thing, or like those amulets, which yeah. you kind of needed, but like. You'd only need you only needed two of them, and yeah. you only needed to use two of them once. Yeah, like I don't think I ever used them outside of like the spot that they call for them to have them. But I had to have all of it. Like I'm like I just I need all of it. It just and it, it looks so good when you like even like ah, and it's so handy just as, just to have that arsenal. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. It felt like an arsenal. It did, and it looks so like. One of the things I love about this game, and like, well, we could talk about the graphics because the graphics are fantastic. The gra- graphics have totally held up. They totally have. It's a beautiful game. It looks so nice. But one of my favorite things about that game is to bring up that, like, I, and I don't even know why I, I have this sense of like love and nostalgia for it. But like, when you open the item screen, all the items look so cool. Like they all look so bright, and nice, and so obvious. Like, oh, that's a hammer. Like that's a hook shot. That's my boomerang. That's my bone. Like you could tell what everything was, and it, none of it didn't look cluttered. It didn't seem like a pain in the ass and to there use. Were, there were so many items, but each one of them held so much weight. Like you yeah. remember when you would get them in the item, and you would be like, oh, there was like not only the aha moment for what you have to do in the dungeon, yeah, but so many times it would be like, oh. I can do this in yeah. the overworld or yeah. I can go, I can like move that boulder now and right. see what's behind there. Or yeah. See what's up here. I feel like, cause my favorite genre of game is platformer, uh, followed very closely. I guess you could kind of consider them platformers by like Metroidvania games. Mm-hmm. I love that sense of like getting a new power up and then being like, well, where can I go with this now? Mm-hmm. And I really feel like Zelda was like link to the past was the first game where I felt like that. Like every time in particular, every time I upgraded the power glove, Dude, when I couldn't, when you, because remember the first time you can lift the light rocks, but you can't lift the dark ones. Yeah, and then you'd like, you'd come across a dark rock and you'd be like, yeah, you're like, I fucking know there's something under that rock. And then when you get the second power glove, you're like, yes. And like every time I, or like when you get the hammer, and you're like, now I can put all those little pegs down. Or when you get the hook shot, it's like, oh, I can go to the second half of the the dark side, the dark map. Yeah, the hook shot is like, I mean, hook shot's the greatest item in Zelda history, right? Like we can all agree on that. I think it's. It's definitely up there for like me. I like once I get the hook shot, I only change out when I need another item. Mm-hmm. I use it all the time. I'm like I shoot bad guys with it. I use it to get around faster. I use it to get items. Like literally, there'll be a rupee like three inches away on the screen, and I'll hook shot it. I'm <laughs> like I'm not walking all the way over I'm there. I'm fucking like Zelda. Like or Zelda, Link would become a fat pig if like if <laughs> like if those mechanics were in the game. I'm like I'm not walking. And like or the dash boots. Like the once dash you get a boots are cool, dude. They change the game too, because then there's no more like slowly crawling across each screen. You fucking like as soon as I get into a new screen, it's like hold dash, run until he runs into something. I'm bad for that. Like I just I I can't just walk. I have to run. I have to run. 
That's are, a, like the running is a like. I really like the running, but like even when you're doing the slow exploration thing, it's still fun because you're still like that's still early in the game. Like that's you, yeah, it is yeah. You're still finding like weird corners of the map. Yeah, yeah. Or like when you get the when you can swim, that's a huge thing. That when, is a huge thing when you can finally go in deep water. Not only can you swim, but you can use those whirlpools to kids to like warp around the map. Yeah, yeah. Which makes things. It's the same as when you get the. Uh, I guess I think they call it the flute in the game, but it's clearly an ocarina. It's an ocarina. Yeah. And then you use it to. So okay, let me just ask because we're going to talk about ocarina of time next, so I don't want to get into it yet. But okay. Like, I'm just curious. Do you say oak or oak, or arena? Ocarina or ocarina? You know that's a. Because I said Ocarina for I said Ocarina as well. And then but and Ocarina then, sounds like it sounds right too. Every yeah, every podcast and everything I listen to, everyone's like Ocarina and I'm like, Oh, and so now I'm saying it, but I've heard you say Ocarina and I'm like I wanna go back to an Ocarina guy, but I don't even <laughs> we'll get into more of it with Ocarina okay. time. But uh yeah, so it's like the flute. Like once you get a hold of that, it's the same thing. Then you have that little bird who can like carry you around. But and, and but he can only take you to certain places, I think. There, yeah, there are certain points on the map that you can warp to with this little bird. But right. like, thinking about like the bird and like some of the weird things in the village, there's so many like like even in just like I spent so much time when I was playing this game just going around Kakariko Village looking yeah. for stuff. Yeah. So I actually like my the version of this game that I had was in French. Oh it was, Jesus! Yeah, so like. This game was, like, not only is it, like, hella mysterious, the plot was mysterious to me as well. I got, like, I figured out, like, the basics, like, oh, there's a princess, she's been kidnapped. Right. She's hiding with this guy who right. gets murdered. And this is all pre-internet. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to, you can't just Google, like, what the fuck's going you on. can't Google what's going on, but I did get a hold of, like, a player's guide once. I was gonna say, yeah. I fucking, I mentioned this during my Mario World conversation on here, too, but, like, my mom used to take us to the library every couple weekends. And reach allowed to get a couple of books, and I would always get either this Mario World guide or this Link to the Past guide. <laughs> you could and get those at the library. At the library, and I would get it over and over. She would get so mad. She'd be like, "Why don't you get something you could read?" So I'd get like a book I could read too, like a Choose Your Own Adventure or something. But like the big one I wanted was this Link to the Past guide because I was like, it would help me find the bottles. It helped me find. It was almost like like a it was it was it was it was like finding a walkthrough online, but it was before you could get them online. Like there are definitely parts of this game that I could not play because it was in english because there's so many like little hints like a lot of the mechanics of this game are like really cleverly like hinted at yeah like in particularly the blind boss fight where you're in the dark world in the village of thieves yeah oh yeah you you find this girl in a like in a dungeon yeah and you're like oh i have to save this girl yeah and then you keep bringing her out and it's like she keeps disappearing and you're like well what the fuck is happening yeah and you talk to people around the village and one person's like oh man or like you talk to a person in kakariko village in on the exact same place and they're like yeah this dude blind used to live here he hates light yeah and it's like i you when you finally click into that it's that like oh, I know what I have to do yeah. because there's that room that I had to flood with light earlier. Yeah, you go in and the sun is shining so obviously through this window onto the cracked floor. Mm-hmm. Like, so obvious. And then you, because I remember that, because you blow up that spot on the floor and then you fall to the next room and there's nothing. Yeah. And you're like, well, what the fuck? What was the point of that? And then you realize that when you go to the dark world, now the hole is there, the light's coming through or whatever it was, or maybe it was the other way around. But yeah, yeah. Like, it was you had to get the light into that room to be able to fight that boss right that's what it was or something like that wasn't it yeah that's yeah. that's what it was that's and you took so the gr- clever and you took like the girl and she turns into this like monster yeah and it's like 
yeah. when do you like even now when do you see things like that in games yeah yeah like one world effects like because that was like dude that blew me away when i went because like i remember i got the three the three amulets only relax got my three amulets <laughs> and you get the master sword uh which i thought was like the coolest thing and i oh it used to make me so the first time i ever found the master sword you remember you going to the lost woods and there's yeah. all those fake swords everywhere and you're like, I got it. And oh, then it's like, fuck. oh, it's not it. I was like, as a kid, I, I just, forever, I just thought that one of them was the right one. So I went to like every fake sword and like pulled it out. I was like, damn it. Like, damn it. And then finally you realize like when you get it to the end of the Lost Woods, you have to go up that big path where all the animals are like running back and forth. And then there's this big sword like in the fucking rock. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. like there it is. That's clearly the one. Yeah, Because yeah. like you walk to it and like the animals like, the animal like you see animals on the screen making a path for you it's so epic like it really is like like that's one of my fondest gaming memories ever is that little path up to the master sword because even in this little 16-bit era like looking back on it now where they don't have they didn't have nearly the graphic capabilities that they do now but they they, did so much more with it than they they did. did yeah they just make it so epic and then you get this sword and you're like you feel like such a bad like I was like, wow! And then when I swing the sword, it shoots these little stars out, but only when I got full health. Like, that's it. And But, like, it was so cool. Like, I, I felt like just the most badass character in the world. But it doesn't, like, and it doesn't end there because you can upgrade that sword Again, two more times. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast, and then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Lightning strikes the transmitter. doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone, and it's devastating, which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of crash plan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at crashplan.com slash RTG. Crashplan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, Crashplan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around, and they they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Uh, yeah, because then you go get the, because you go get the, the, you, you find the second, uh, uh, blacksmith mm-hmm. and they edit it. And then do you throw it in the fountain for the last one? The last one you have to fl- throw in like the big fairy. Yeah. Fountain. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so cool that you can upgrade shit. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, so what, what blew my mind the most, like the master sword is awesome. So you get the master sword, then you go back to Hyrule Castle and you save Zelda or you think you've saved Zelda or whatever because you go through that like lightning thingy and you go in and fight. But then I realized that I was in the dark. Like, they send you, the, you get mm-hmm. to go to the dark world. And then I was like, holy fuck, like there's a whole nother game. Like I thought that was the game. 
you thought it was just like beat these three things then yeah. that's the game and you're yeah. like oh that's pretty good and, and i was like dude like, that was rad yeah and then i uh, like and then you realize that like nope there's a whole second world and you can warp back and forth between the two and they interact with each other and you're like this game just doubled in size like even like thinking about the capabilities of that game it's astounding they fit it on that like yeah. on the super nintendo it really is and what i love about the dark world in that game is that like it they so perfectly make it the mirror image of the light world where you can warp back and forth. And like, I know there's parts where like, if you warp back and you're in like a wall, it won't Mm -hmm. let you and shit like that. But like, it was so cool to be able to be like, to just go back to all these areas you were in and be like, Holy fuck, look how different it is now. You know what I mean? And then, and then when you, when you warp back to the light world, the light world seems so much brighter. Like the grass, like, I don't know if it's just the graphics, if it's the way they designed it, but I legit, every time I go back to the light world from the dark world, I'm like, I feel like it's like, ah, uh, like this is so much better. <laughs> like this is so, I have such an appreciation for this nice light it's world. It's because it feels like, because you've immersed yourself so much into the game that Hyrule feels like home. Yeah, it does. It really does. And it just feels so nice and safe and clean because in Dark World, everything is fucking awful. Like it's like, I like I almost don't like the Dark World because I don't like how sounds stupid i don't like how dark it is like i feel like the colors <laughs> no, but like, i know what you're like the colors about. aren't as nice it's just not as like it's exciting to play to look at. it is gross to look at but and i think that's kind of what they're going for they're building up this sense of like you know in like the lord of the rings movies yeah when they're moving towards mount doom and like each shot each scene that they're in gets progressively darker it feels like that yeah and they do like it's it's I can't even think of too many other video games, much less Super Nintendo era video games that do such a good job of like you. I legitimately feel different playing it in the dark world than I do when I'm in the light world. Like I just haven't just I feel I feel drearier. I feel like it's raining outside when I'm playing. Like they do such like the music and the atmosphere and the darker colors and the way everything looks dead. Like all the grass looks dead. Everything looks gross and dead. And it's like the monsters are, the monsters are like so much harder to so, fight. Fuck. They're so much harder. Those fucking big guys that throw the bombs, the bombs, they can go fuck themselves. They can, I mean, they're so much easier in link to the past than they are in breath of the wild. though. Oh God. Yes. Yes. They are. I, Oh fuck. I could do, I could do like, <laughs> I could do a whole nother one of these on breath of the wild. As I'm sure I know for a fact, you I, fucking we definitely, could. I know for a fact you could it, definitely could probably do that. It, uh, yeah, I just like, it, it's like, even when I, cause I have my super Nintendo classic and the first, one of the first games I played through it when I, when I got it was linked to the past. Cause I hadn't played it forever. And mm-hmm. I was like, I got to play this game. And, um, I had forgotten just how, like, I, I almost get depressed in the dark world. Cause I'm like, it's so dreary. Like it just seems so shitty, but they always are finding reasons for you to go back they are, to yeah. Hyrule. It's not just a gimmick. Like you have to do to beat the game. Like I love, like when you're trying to like navigate death mountain, um, like you have to, cause that's where you first like mm-hmm. kind of warp back and forth. Cause you get the, the magic mirror or whatever. And, uh, the only way to get across the mountain is to warp back and forth. Cause you appear up on the cliff then you go back. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and like, I was like, it's so clever the way that they, it's not just a gimmick where you flip back and forth. Like you have but they've to built puzzle mechanics into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the things I love about this game too, is just all the, like, it was the first game I'd ever played where there's so many little like problem solving things. You know what I mean? Like I'll see a heart piece and I cannot figure out how to get this fucking heart piece. And it's like, I know eventually I'll figure it out there's a way to get it right yeah yeah yeah. i I don't have it right now yeah yeah and like and i'd never played a game like that before where there's all these puzzles that were like it's like it's teasing you and you can Mm -hmm. see it but you can't figure out how to get there or like until you get the hammer for the first time you see the wooden pegs 
in the in the light world and you're like what are these things yeah i can't move you're, past them you're bombing them you're running into them your hand like sword like hitting with your sword you're like what the fuck is this and then finally when you get the hammer and like and this is what you had mentioned earlier it's like you get one of these new power-ups and not only can you beat the dungeon with that power-up but you're like that's so exciting to get out of the dungeon and you're just like, like oh, rubbing I can go see a new place yeah yeah like you're rubbing your hands together and you're like all right let's see where we can go now you know what i mean like and uh I love that sense of exploration in and that it, game. It's just a game that makes you want to see all of it. Mm-hmm. Like you want to see, it, and it was very unusual for like because as like I, I played the original Zelda and it like I imagine for a lot of people they have the same feelings, but like I played it as an adult, yeah. so it didn't have that same Likewise. effect on me because yeah. I had played Link to the, like, and I feel like Link to the Past is just everything that the original was but way better 100 percent. like like that's why i love the super nintendo so much because i feel like all of the franchises from the nes like just got shot up with steroids and dropped onto the super nintendo and they're all the superior versions of these games right like and like in that 16 bit like i i mean i've uh i did with mario world i did with turtles in time i will rant about how i love 16 bit graphics because i i just like what they're able to do because they look great still yeah the colors and the sprites and everything but like link to the past probably more than any game i just love the graphical style of it so much like it's just like the it looks perfect you know what i mean like there's Mm -hmm. nothing that you're looking at and you're like what the fuck is that like you play old n64 games and like at the time they like oh my god these games look great but now you play them and you like you see how old they are Mm -hmm. like you see because it was the first foray into 3d gaming right but you look at games like link to the past yeah and this was on this is on the super nintendo which was one of the which was one of the last 2d gaming consoles yeah so it was it's the absolute pinnacle of 2d gaming yeah it was so epic dude it was like it's i mean and then like and like to touch back on the exploration like it's it's still to this day and it's and i, and I have the nostalgia for it because it was the first game i had like this but it was the first game i ever owned where i felt like i could turn it on and play for an hour and not accomplish anything and still feel like you didn't waste your time yeah i'm like all right well like you like i would turn it on and be like i have an hour before mom says i have to go to bed mm-hmm. and it's like i have three of the crystals because that was the one thing was like they i mean i know you had to get the amulets in the light world in the right order as well like you had to go green blue red uh, i think is what the order was but in the dark world there was a seven crystals and they were clearly numbered like mm-hmm. one through seven right and so i'd have like three crystals and my mom was like you have an hour and i'm like well i could go to crystal four and start into that but i'm like i'm just gonna pick this like fucking southwest corner of the map see what's down there and just see what i can find see what's in the caves down there yeah yeah there's so many caves like you know like sometimes you find a heart piece or sometimes I actually used to hate it. Like all I would find is like 300 rupees and I would already have 999 rupees. Yeah, that's the like the one thing is like the rupees didn't end up meaning much. No, the they didn't mean anything. They were just like, but like that I would like, I would go digging for treasure. And, and like at the end of the hour, if all I found was this treasure with 300 rupees in it, I'm like, all right, well, that's cool. I found another cave. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. it's like, and it always makes you feel like there's got to be more caves. And there always was. There like, always was so many caves and there was always something in it or yeah, some, yeah. like someone just there to like, that will be like, yo, I'll sell you this hint, this helpful hint yeah, for like a yeah. hundred rupees or, or something. Like, yeah, or you're like, I got to go pick up some rocks today and just see if there's something under this rock. You know what I mean? Like, I got to find a cave to get in. Like, or there's he, a fountain with a fairy oh. that'll heal you. Or yeah, yeah, it was just it was nonstop. Like there was just so much 
so much to do even today like when i played through it a couple years or like last year with my classic i was like there's so much to do in this game for such an old game and that's the most impressive part about it is that it is like it like it started development in 1988 it is a 30 year old game right and it's still one of those games it's like modern games don't do this as well as this does no they don't it's that nintendo like i I know for a fact like i I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts and i read a lot of reviews and stuff there and there are people that say that nintendo gets they call the nintendo bump on their scores on reviews sometimes people like they'll get an extra half a point because it's mario Mm -hmm. and they're like people love mario and it's and maybe you're right but at the same time it's like and this this much like mario world and stuff like that but like link to the past is like a primo example of a company that just has like they're like we're gonna take that extra little we we put that extra little bit of care into our games right there's like i literally cannot think of one thing in that game that feels half-assed like they just tossed it in like there's not one thing and there are so many things for you to find if you put the time into it like who would ever think to like get a like when you get that like magic bag yeah who would ever think to just go up to random chickens and throw it on them? yeah yeah and yet there's a house you go in you have your magic bag you throw it on a chicken it turns into a person and is like fuck you for turning me into a person this sucks yeah yeah by the way i see you being dicks to all the other chickens in town and it's like that's <laughs> that, you don't get anything from it but it's this funny little moment that you had to find and it yeah. feels satisfying <clears throat> and like and that's like that's not something that they can put in the game in 30 seconds like that took time for them mm-hmm. to put that in there knowing that like a lot of people are never going to find this but like that's like to me that's part of the allure of that game is it's like okay like what else can I find like there has to be something else to, and it's there always is and they're usually like, yeah like, like I said like I spent like just an hour looking around Kakariko Village when yeah, I was yeah. a kid just looking did, for new items did or, you did you used to do the thing where you'd attack the chicken yeah of course like yeah, I thought I thought so that was fun. like the greatest thing in the world my brother and I would just laugh at these chickens like and then i'd start to get mad because i would do it too far away from somewhere where i could hide and then i'd end up like getting killed by these because like if you don't know uh, the next time you play it just start hacking away at a chicken with your sword and just keep pounding on them and then eventually like i don't know if it only works in the village or if it works anywhere i think it works anywhere i think it works anywhere you just keep hacking away at a chicken and eventually like in mass these fucking chickens just like will take over the screen like that's another thing like they just like that's just a little touch they don't have to put that in there well and that's one of those things that carried on to like other zelda yeah yeah and there are so many things that started with link to the past a lot of the like a lot of the music is that is so iconic from zelda comes from Link. that's another thing i was gonna say is like it's that um that initial like the the initial opening track to link to the past do, 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 like, do, do. like uh, it immediately tells you what type of game you're about yeah to yeah play. yeah like there's like that music is so iconic like the even like that very very beginning screen where like the triforce is like spinning in mm-hmm. and the, the like piano or whatever is playing um and then they just start playing like the zelda theme and i'm just like yes like it's just it's it feel like that whole game just feels so epic it's so big and it's i feel like looking back on it now especially it's like i feel like this is and i feel like i i feel like breath of the wild was to link to the past what link to the past was to the original nes zelda this show is sponsored by better help look we all need somebody your spouse your friends your family lean on me when you're not strong i hope my singing 
didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Yeah. Where it was like, Miyamoto had this vision, and with the NES, it's like, this is the best I can do with this vision. Breath of the Wild is the most complete Zelda game they've made yet. Yeah. Like, I was, I was because my girlfriend, uh, the only Zelda she's ever played is Breath of the Wild. Mm Mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild. And I was telling her, like, if you go back and play Link to the Past, or in particular the NES one, I think Link to the Past did a much better job with it because they just had more to work with than the NES one did. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, it, it's it's funny because you can play Breath of the Wild now and be like, this is what they wanted the NES one to be. No, and it's, it's a huge open world. Yeah, and that's exactly, that's exactly what it ended up being. And for And, like, Link to the Past, it did get a little bit more... Like, like, as you mentioned, they numbered the crystals. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it was more of a, like, you go here, and then you it go was, here, and then you go here, which... It was linear. It was pretty linear, but it didn't really, like... It didn't necessarily hurt the game. No, not at all. And it didn't have... Like, that's one of the things I like about this game, too, is, like, if you wanted to just, like, rush through... You, I mean, eventually you have to go looking for some things because you need some things to finish mm-hmm. the game. But you can, you can get through without filling out that item grid. Oh, and you can get through without upgrading all your weapons and all that kind of shit like that. But it's like that's like that's part of the fun. Actually, I actually raced like my brother and I. We raced through like a few Zelda games. Oh yeah. And this game I got through, and I think it was five hours. Oh shit. Something like that. But it was like five hours straight. It, dude, it takes me five hours to beat the fucking ice temple. Oh, dude, the ice temple. The ice temple is like that's one of the tougher ones because it's like just this such this. This one small little puzzle that hurts so much to try to solve yeah, because yeah. you know that like you have to have this switch set this way and you need to push this block down this hole, but yeah. you need to you have to like find a way to oh. get back around it. It like that to this day when I played through that game last year, I was like that was the one where as soon as I walked in, I was like oh because I knew because I was stuck there for so long as a kid. For me, it's Ganon's Castle is the one that's like. Is, is the hardest at the end of the game at the very end of the game because like you have to go to the basement and like solve like some pretty standard puzzles down there and yeah. like fight some mini bosses again yeah but then like you get to the like the upper levels of this castle and it keeps going and going and going for yeah, so long yeah and like it's just enemy after enemy and you're on like icy like and then there's spikes and there's fire yeah. and then there's these icy paths that you have to like 
try to like fight enemies on while not falling off it's so hard and like i never like even now playing it through i never have like like i'm one of those people i always have like four fairies whenever i go anywhere right yeah so like and by the time i get to a ganim at the top it's like one fairy left yeah Oh, yeah, the fairies are, like, essential. You couldn't beat that game without... Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can. There's people that do it with, like, three hearts or whatever. I don't like, know Ocarina of Time that. or, like, Skyward Sword or even Twilight Princess, you could totally, like, beat those games without fairies. Right. But Link to the Past... And that's the other thing I like so much about Link to the Past is it's still hard, even after your 20th, 30th playthrough. It is hard. And, like, and I do think... I do think that there's a small portion of the difficulty that's just chalked up to the design of it. Like, at the end of the day, like, you're that little guy, your sword is, like, three quarters of an inch long, and that's, like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's just hard to hit people with this little tiny sword when they're big, fast-moving enemies and stuff. But at the same time, I've never, like, I there's not one point where I find it, like, bad game design. That yeah, it's it never hard. like if you die, it's always your fault. Like yeah. you always had a way to not die. Yeah, it's, it's just not you fail. It's not cheap. It's like those, oh, those, ugh. And so I'm so glad you don't get hurt by it. But when you go to get the, it's one of the amulets and there's, you have to fight that giant fucking rattling worm and it keeps bumping you off the edges of that like platform you're on and, and you fall time, down and it doesn't hurt you, but you have to hike back up. It's like the giant moldorm at the top that you have to like, and if you, and if you get bumped back down, you have to start again. Like you don't get, he gets to, all his health back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fucking guy. Um, <laughs> such a good game. Okay, we're at like half an hour already. That was All awesome. Right, cool. Okay, so uh, I have a few questions for you. Do you. What's your favorite? Do you remember a favorite boss fight from that game? Favorite boss fight? Um, might be Ganon at the end, just because it's another one of those things where like you need to have you need to have been paying attention to know what you have. Yeah, to, do. to know how to fight him. Because you- like if you just bl- just charge right in you're not you're like and you don't have silver arrows yeah you're gonna die yeah yeah and you're never gonna figure it out yeah yeah uh i actually i don't i don't know why it's like burned into my brain i love the boss where you get the hammer and he kind of looks like a dinosaur but he's got that green mask yeah but it's like the giant like it's kind of like a giant lizard thing. yeah and you have to like get really close to him and chip away at his mask with the Mm -hmm. hammer and then i don't know why i like that boss but but that's a great boss yeah there's something about him it's just burned into my brain that i just love it i think he looks so cool i also like the i also like the fight where you have you fight the giant moth and you have like you have your flame rod oh yeah yeah but like you're on a moving platform and there are spikes coming at you from all angles yeah 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 even the boss fights like they're not boring no like they're not like they're just they're so well designed yeah especially considering they're again a 30 year old game yeah there's very few if any that you just run at with your sword and swing until you beat them like you have to apply you have to apply some strategy or they'll fuck you up and even later zeldas they're like there's so much like big red glowing eye you just got a bow and arrow i wonder what happens yeah obviously yeah uh okay so it's it's a great game if you've never played it which i guess is possible like you have to go out and play it yeah it's um and and then and i'm and i'm not going to get off on a tyrant this is about retro video games but if you've played link to the past and you liked it and you haven't played link between worlds uh play that too did you play Link to Between I, Worlds? I love Link Between it's, Worlds. For my, I almost liked it better than Link to the Past when I was done it. I loved it's it. It's tough. The most impressive thing about Link to the Worlds, and we won't, or Link Between Worlds, and we won't go off on too much no, of a tangent no, we won't. on this, but like Link Between Worlds, 
managed managed to be a different video game. And it's on the exact same map. Exact it's, it's same a, map. It's a complete sequel to Link to the Past. And not only is it like completely different, the way you explore the world is different. Yeah, it is, yeah. But it's so cool because you if you know the map off by heart, which I'm sure a lot of people do, like the Link to the Past map. It uses that to fuck with you. Yeah, you're like, I know where this is. And then you're like, what the fuck? This is all different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read that originally they were just planning to do a remake of Link to the Past. Which I kind of would still like to see. Me too. But then they were like, let's just make another game. And it's great. So if you haven't played it, play it. I Link to the Past and Link Between Worlds are my two favorite Zelda games. And I would make them like 1A and 1B. Like they're that, that fucking close. I don't, I don't think I've been hooked on a game on my first playthrough since Link. Like, like Link Between Worlds hooked me more than any game has in years and years. I loved it. Because I was like, this is my old comfort food but completely different but like something a little bit like it it's not like it's like you see a lot of games like especially like in pokemon games where they'll be like we're going back to use the same map and it feels like the same game just remixed a little bit yeah yeah where it's like we're on the same map this is an entirely new totally different game uh okay excuse me so that said uh if you had to give link to the past a score out of 10 what would you give it Let's say 9.9. 9.9? Yeah, I would honestly go with a 9.9 as well. Because I, I swore nothing was getting a 10 other than Super Mario World. But Link, <laughs> Link to the Past is like, it's fucking right there. There's it's, like one or two things that I didn't like about it, and that's it. Yeah, I would, the only thing I would, uh, the only thing reason, okay, you know what costs it point one point is that fucking Ice Temple. Yeah. That's, I fuck, I hate that temple. <laughs> is there like, yeah, okay. But yeah, so we both agree it's fucking... 9.9. 9.9, and you have to play it. If you've never played it, it's available on everything. It's, I was playing it on my 3DS on the way over here. Sure, you have, yeah. Like, it's available on 3DS, it's on virtual consoles, it's on the SNES Classic, like... It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Let's play this game, play it. Um, okay, and with that, I'm gonna end this thing, and then we're gonna talk more Zelda. Cool. All right. That's going to do it this week for Remember the Game, you guys. I'd like to thank my buddy Mark for coming over and nerding out with me over Link to the Past. And as always, I'd like to thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Uh, as I mentioned off the top, if you liked it, please feel free to subscribe, and I'd really appreciate a good review. Or if, even if you want to leave me a bad review, just give it five stars, but then put, I only gave five stars to be nice. I actually hate the show. I'm totally fine with that, too. Uh, this podcast is going really well, guys. I'm enjoying doing it. We have some great episodes coming up down the road. Next week, Mark and I will be back to talk one more Zelda game. We're going to dive into uh, Ocarina, Ocarina, whatever you want to call it, of time for the Nintendo 64. And uh, and we have a little bit more critical uh, opinion of that one than we did Link to the Past. So get ready for that. If you're one of those Ocarina lovers, you're going to like it. Uh, or, well, you're probably not going to like it, but whatever. You're all nerds like me. What are you going to do? That's it, you guys. I'm going to go. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys again uh, next Wednesday with Ocarina of Time. Thanks a lot. (laughs) 